and welcome to the Innovative Missional Ministries podcast. I'm Jeff Heisner, video journalist and digital media director for the Michigan District. And today we're talking about the Flint Mission Network with Pastor Christian Jones. And there's always a lot going on at that Flint Mission Network with all the programs taking place. So we're just blessed to have you join us today. Thank you, Christian. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm really glad to be here. And you've got a lot of exciting stuff going on. And one of those is maybe a shift in perspective on ministry. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So one of the things that we're looking at, especially coming back from COVID, we're entering school year, or actually we've been in school year for, you know, half a year now. Uh, we, we've noticed that doing kids ministry the way that we have historically done it here at Flint Mission Network or Franklin Avenue Mission, uh, it's it's not going as smoothly as it once was. So we would regularly have, you know, 30 plus kids coming into the building, uh, especially on, on Sundays when we were doing Sunday evening services. And we'd be able to, to minister to them, teach them, uh, catechize them here on campus. But because of shifts in the way that kids are going to school, a lot of them are not getting home until later. Uh, we're, we're not having as much engagement on campus as we once did. And so our goal is instead of doing ministry here, it's to flip the model around. Rather than busing kids to the church, how about how about we bus the church to kids and we go into public housing, uh, you know, complexes or apartments within the city and we do kids ministry right there on site in the the neighborhoods and the homes of where these these families are. And this model um it exists within our synod already. So I got this when I was a field worker in seminary at Bethlehem Lutheran Church. Uh, and John Schmitke, who was the pastor there, uh, uh, he he kind of put it into action, developed it, formalized it, and would send us out. Gerard Bowling, who's, who's pastor there now, is continuing that legacy. And I said, I, I think that that would benefit us. We're doing similar work with similar demographics and similar communities. Let's let's. Let's jump on that bandwagon. Let's let's try to develop something, maybe not identical to what they're doing because St. Louis is still different than Flint, but let's take that idea. Let's take that concept and roll with it. Let's run. Let's, or as as the scripture would say, let's go and make disciples of all nations. Let's let's go to them rather than just expecting they come to us. So you're just now getting ready to launch this then, right? So we are in the, the the preparing preparation phase to go out and do this. Next week, uh, several of our circuit pastors, so Flint North, Flint South, and Lapeer, we form the Tri Circuit. We're going to gather together, and I've I've invited a couple other guys from the from the district as well to come into this meeting. And my my hope and my focus, I've printed off a large area map of the, the city of Flint uh, with all of our streets and neighborhoods and all of that on there. Is I want to focus on apartment complexes and communities that sit between congregations. So one of the, the public housing facilities that we already operate at is the River Park Apartments, which is on the northeast corner of Flint. If you if you go up to the top of Flint, there's Carpenter. Uh, Carpenter runs east to west. Uh, that unit, River Park, sits between Franklin Avenue Mission, Our Savior, which forms Flint Mission Network, but it also triangularly sits in between us and St. Mark Lutheran Church, which is in Flint Township. My hope is that all of us can work together and come to do kids ministry on site there. I've already spoken with, with Pastor uh, Beck and Pastor Frechette, who's coming on board. He's um, uh, replacing Gary when, when Gary retires here in this coming year. Uh, and, and my hope is that we'll be able to work together to, to do something 
there to raise up kids and families into the church. Uh, I am not at all concerned or interested in what congregation these families end up in. If we go in and we do ministry there and they end up at St. Mark, God be praised. That's awesome. I'm, I'm good with that. They don't have to come to, to Franklin or to, or to York or, you know, Flint Mission Network. But it's it's raising up, catechizing, and teaching these, these, these young ones what it means to be followers of Jesus. In the same way, there's a couple other facilities within the city. Um, I haven't spoken with, uh, with Mark Bethany, who's pastor at Pilgrim and Burton, too much. Uh, but even between us and Pilgrim, uh, there's another complex there, uh, which is... Well, it was formerly called Regency. I know they, they renamed it to uh, something townhome apartments uh, down there. Uh, but within that facility, there's actually two complexes that butt up to each other. Uh, there was um, an elementary school there, Manly, I believe. Um, and Manly shut down because of violence that was taking place during the day between these two complexes. Uh, so there's, there's two rival groups that, that live and operate in these communities and that kind of sat right in between the school did. Um, my wife was a social worker. She was in and out of the school doing, you know, all of that prior to COVID and, and, and whatnot. Uh, but suffice to say, if there's a school there, there's kids there who are living in the midst of violence and chaos. In fact, I have gone and I've delivered meals from uh, Franklin Avenue Mission to, to families who are living in these apartments. And you go out and you see kids 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 without any parents in fact one of the one of the saddest experiences i had there uh, i drove in and there was just a a stroller sitting out in the sidewalk it had to be july or august it was hot and it was just a toddler sitting buckled in in the stroller with nobody there and it was it was devastating it was absolutely devastating how how are we letting this go how are we letting this happen not just the families that live there that's that's one thing obviously you know there's there's child protective services and all these other things that go on but what we have to understand and realize no matter how many cps reports are made in situations like that cps especially in genesee county doesn't always have the resources to take care of everything that needs to get done there's so many so many social workers there's only so many representatives there's only so many places where these kids can go and so if if gangs and and those who are addicted to substances aren't able to 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 raise their kids well if social services are not able to to pick up the slack where, where that's lacking who's going to go who else who else can do that and for me as a pastor the the answer is obvious and clear it's the body of christ we must go it's not we should it's not you know, if we want to, it's we must. There is work to be done within these communities. Uh, despite the violence, despite any any fear and anxiety that we have, we know that we don't go alone. We know that Christ leads, guides, directs, and, and, and walks with us. We're not concerned about that. What we are concerned about are the, the youngest of these, right, who are trapped in this, this situation. And obviously things have changed after yeah. COVID, right? Um, I remember Absolutely. talking to uh, Tyler at Family of God who said, you know, they were doing a certain number of people, but that number has dwindled. And he, I don't know where they went. Yeah, and, and, and in fact, ours is, it's it's similar, but but different in the regard that we've lost people since we've come back. But, but sure. in, in COVID, we actually spiked tremendously. <laughs> so we weren't doing services inside of our facility, but we were regularly getting 300 people. Wow. No, coming coming to get dinner uh, from Franklin Avenue during COVID. 
but but since we've we've come back into the facility, our our numbers have dropped. And like I like I I said earlier, I think uh, we're we're struggling to get kids and families into the facility mm-hmm. in the in the strength that we once did. And so some of that is on their end where we've we've simply been replaced by something else in their lives. But also some of that's on our end because just as guests and community members have replaced us, um, that also happens in volunteers and we shut down programming. So volunteers who who once were active and involved when we say, hey, we're not able to do anything inside, they're gonna find something else. And and that's that's not deplorable. That's not me talking, you know, poorly about volunteerism. Uh, it's it's just what happens. Uh, you know, they find something else that they they can latch onto and say this is important to me, and that's that's fine and good. But we need to find ways uh, to to revitalize what we're doing ministerially in our community. Leads us right into how can people get involved right now? How can they help you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we you know uh, it starts at the top and it and it works its way down. So it's uh, uh, I, I think Brad Yaps described it to me this way. It's it's top down grassroots. Uh, which, you know, it's, that was, that was his phrase that he kept throwing around left, right. Uh, but to, to me, it's getting not just pastors, but church members, lay leaders, elders, you know, anyone who, who is involving themselves in congregations involved in the process of ministry. Surely, surely we put pastors in the teaching and preaching, uh, direction of the congregations. They're the ones in the pulpit. They're the ones doing lessons. They're the one, you know, proclaiming the gospel publicly. Uh, but it doesn't mean that church members cannot be involved in the leadership, not just of their congregations, but also in the mission of, of not just the church, but the district and the synod as well. So for us, we're starting at the top level. Uh, so we have several board members who are, who are new to our board over the past year. Many of our board members have been here since the launch of uh, a Franklin Avenue mission, you know, wow. yeah. six, seven years ago now. I'm, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so they're saying, you know, pastor, you know, we've we've served, we're, we're glad to serve, but we we want to step back. For example, uh, Pastor Gary Beck, uh, who is, who's on our board, he's retiring here, and I'm sure he's going to be in the in the same you know uh, scenario when when he retires, I know he's got he's got family that I'm sure he wants to go and spend time with and be engaged with grandkids and rightfully so that's a wonderful thing that he sh- he should absolutely enjoy. So how can we engage our members from the tri circuit uh, or even beyond if there's someone who wants to to shuffle on in? We've got volunteers coming from as far away as St Clair County. We've got mission teams coming from uh, from Jenison you name it. Uh, but how, how can we engage them in leadership? And so uh, we have a new board chair, Brian Bauman, uh, who's from New Life in Swartz Creek. Uh, he's he's coming on board. Uh, Todd Fisher, uh, who was our, our chairman uh, for, for a number of years, uh, he is he has slid over into our uh, financial, would be treasurer. Treasurer is the board term I'm thinking of. Uh, and and that works for him because he has a, an outstanding financial background. That's that's his his career and his forte. So he's he's happy to sit in that position. Uh, we we have representation not just from Franklin Avenue but also York Avenue, our savior now. So Donna Fair, who's a member over at our savior, lifelong member. Uh, I'm excited to have her on board. Uh, so she came out and is their representative. She's also a social worker. And so she's she's in the community. She knows exactly what's going on, especially with with kids in schools. Um, she's going to have her. Uh, she's getting licensed with her MSW 
And so that's 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 a huge bonus to have on board, um, you know, especially uh, I'll encourage you to, to also set up a, another interview uh, down the road with Rachel Seaman, who's on our staff here at the mission. Yeah, as well, uh, she's a family life director who is doing her own MSW uh, through Spring Arbor University. But to have someone on our board who, who is licensed in that capacity is, is certainly a great benefit uh, in, in that way. Uh, for Rachel and for education. Uh, you have um, Shanae Payton, who is a member here at Franklin Avenue. Not, not, a, not a volunteer from one of our outside congregations, but actually from Franklin Avenue Mission, who's on the board. So it's, it's not just representation of those who have served within our congregations, but it's also those who have been raised up within the mission who are also now sitting on the board. Uh, and for me, that is a, that is a tremendous um, uh, blessing and encouragement, and also a, a very exciting um, source of experience and wisdom. Yeah. Because not not only are we having people from the outside who who say, okay, you know, we can we can witness what's going on within Flint Mission Network, and from the outside, this is what we think would benefit people most, uh, which is which is a good thing to have. But to, to actually have people who are here now who have been brought up in the city of Flint and say, you know, we're, we're very thankful for what you guys have done, but, you know, from our experience growing up in the city, this is what we really need. So to have, to have both voices, those who have uh, resources and wisdom and guidance, and also for those who have the experience of actually growing up here and living here and experiencing okay. parenting, raising kids here, that's invaluable too. Um, so that's 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 the top level of ways that people have been getting involved. Uh, and then from there, there's all sorts of different ministry programs. So there's there's still you know positions of volunteering within our kitchen and diner mm -hmm. on Tuesdays and Thursdays at Franklin. And then every third Wednesday of the month, we also have a diner uh, program over at York Avenue. So for people who aren't available on Tuesdays and Thursdays but love what we do, if they want to join it over there, that's certainly an opportunity. Uh, we are looking for people to to continually go into Mercy House. You know, maybe maybe the diner is not your jam. Maybe you don't want to you know work in a kitchen. Then I get it. That's awesome. You have different gifts. Uh, someone who wants to go in and and teach skills to to mothers who are in Mercy House is an invaluable invaluable way that people can be involved. In fact, we are uh, we just had a, a mother graduate out of there. We're we're already interviewing another another mother to come in and be there. It's going to be a full house again. And so people who can come in and teach uh, life skills, whether it's, you know, pocketbook keeping, uh, whether it's uh, job interviewing skills, may maybe it's maybe it's family dinner, teach them how to make spaghetti. I don't know, something of, of that nature, but but something that encourages the growth of the family and, and gives those mothers tools and experiences that they can have with their kids that they can take with them when they graduate out of the house as well. Uh, so that's that's another way to be involved. Um, simply. If you want to come to church with us, that's that's an incredible way to be involved. It's certainly nice to to serve with our with our hands and our feet in the community, but also just to be a very present witness about why we're here. It's not just to feed people, though we come here to do that, but we also come because Christ has 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 called us to be here. So so being able to gather together in the house of the Lord, praying singing, receiving the word, receiving the sacraments together, simply being a, a, a ministry of, of presence in that way, that's also invaluable. In so there's there's so many different ways. And 
I, I know we try to keep our website up to date as well. So you can go on board. You can find there uh, flintmissionnetwork.org. Uh, we'll have we'll have uh, opportunities there. Uh, tithing resources. Um, so for those who are who are retired, but also have you know uh, built up a, a nice ability to to support charity and other uh, nonprofits, if if that's your calling, if that's how you like to serve, uh, that's that's an important way. Uh, so you know there there are so many different ways for people to yeah. be involved. And I've got to ask you also about this grudge match that I see, especially on your social media. <laughs> the war to settle the score at Flint Iceland Arena. Go, what what is this all about? So there is uh, there is a professional wrestling organization in Flint and beyond. They, they tour the state of Michigan, uh, known as Pure Pro Wrestling. They're based out of Goodrich. And uh, on March 18th, uh, uh, there's an event called Make Your Own Luck right after St. Patrick's Day. Uh, and they have chosen to uh, have a portion of their proceeds come to benefit the ministry of Flint Mission Network. And if you if you go online, I think I think it's even been shared on the Flint Mission Network Facebook page. Uh, if it's not, I'll go on afterwards. It, it's been shared. It has. Yeah. I've seen it. Yes. Um, uh, so there's 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 two guys, El Luterano, uh, who is this this masked man uh, going to fight a another gentleman by the name of Father Time uh, in the in the city of Flint, and uh, this will be their third. Maybe final meeting within the city of Flint. Uh, El Luterano. Uh, it sounds I, you know, Lutheran. It, it does sound very Lutheran, and I, I've been able to meet him and speak with him several times. Uh, <laughs> uh, he uh, he refers to himself as El Primero de los Pecadores, which is the chief of sinners. So he's uh, <laughs> a little so he's a bad guy. He is he is indeed a bad guy. Uh, but 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 but. Um, that doesn't make him a terrible person. <laughs> so uh, I, I would encourage anyone who's interested, please go and, and, and support this event. Uh, if you love wrestling, go. In fact, El Luterano is not even the only LCMS boy who's involved in pure pro wrestling. Uh, you know, I myself, uh, Pastor Jones, I've served as a referee there many times. You'll, you'll see me in the black and white stripes. Uh, there is... Um, Making sure it's all fair, right? Absolutely. Down, down to the wire, you know, down to the rule book, everything, the one, two, three, uh, keep it fair and just between the ropes. Uh, there is uh, revved up Raleigh T. Uh, Raleigh is a LCMS member um, who is, he's actually, um, he's in the junior grappler program there. So they have, they have kids there wrestling too. And, and so he's, he's, he's transitioning from their junior program into their uh, their regular program. He's he's at that age where he's he's making that jump, and so there's there's other LCMS uh, people involved too. Small world. I didn't expect there to be like an LCMS cohort, especially from the Michigan district in pure pro wrestling, but there is. Um, so, you know, I I encourage you go and and support this event because uh, a portion of the proceeds are going to go directly to benefit Flint Mission Network. Uh, so that's, you know, uh, Franklin Avenue Mission, York Avenue Mission slash Our Savior. That's Mercy House. It goes to our portion of, of ministry at Luke Clinic. Uh, you, you name it. Uh, any Anything that we get from there benefits what goes on here. So we're, we're really excited about the, the event. Uh, in fact, they even are allowing Flint Mission Network to set up a, a table there and, and, and show this is everything that's taking place and how uh, the community outside 
uh, of of our of our tri circuit can even be involved. We need volunteers, Very we need cool. people in, yeah. involved. So that's uh, that's that's a really big exciting moment. So, guy, how did you get involved in pro wrestling? <laughs> uh, so, I grew up watching wrestling. Um, so, if you if you go through the the history of time, WrestleMania twenty three was uh -huh. down in Detroit. I got to go there as a kid. Uh, the Royal Rumble was there a couple of years before that. Uh, Survivor Series 05, I think, was at the Joe. Uh, so I, I grew up going to these events. And then even growing up in Port Huron, uh, there was there was organizations that would come through there. And I'd, I'd get to go there with my my mom and my dad and, and we'd watch. Or there, there were other members from from our church that would also like to go watch wrestling. Uh, and so, you know, I just I, I grew up watching that. Uh, you go to the seminary. And there is a whole bunch of guys who sat around watching WrestleMania every year, Royal Rumble. We'd have parties and, you know, uh, you know. It's uh, the guy's soap opera, right? Ab absolutely. Absolutely. It's, oh, it's, it's a full-blown uh, extravaganza. It's not just, a, there's drama, but no, it's, it's not a soap opera. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then for my, for my 30th birthday, um, my wife bought me, she surprised me with lessons uh, to learn how to wrestle uh, at PPW, so she she blessed me with that, and I, I got to say, um, there there are a lot of of younger guys who are faster and stronger than I could probably ever hope to be, and yet uh, I am able to to hang with most of them. Uh, so it's uh, it's it's been a blast. And then Father Time, uh, he's uh, if you if you look at him, he's he's up there too, and he's he's able to kick butt even even at his age. So uh, I, I feel, I feel bad. Cool. You know, El Luterano is a, is a ruthless guy. Uh, last, last show they were together. I, I, I heard him go out and call father time Methuselah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that's the, the kindest of greetings uh, that could be thrown out there, but. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to absolutely look forward to this one. It's, it's uh, the 18th of March, 7 PM at Flint Iceland's arena. So absolutely. Should absolutely. be great. <laughs> Christian, I'll, I'll, so see if, I, I'll see if I can even get you a media pass. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. That's uh, uh, we're looking forward to that, and it, it's exciting everything that you're doing at Flint Mission Network right now. Thanks, Jeff. It, it's it's such a privilege to be a part of it. Truly, yeah. And, and we want to thank you, the listener, for making this podcast part of your day. God bless. Mm -hmm.